You're listening to the Party in My Plants podcast, and you're about to hear how to work with your gut to get more of what you want. It's literally gut check time. Welcome to the Party in My Plants podcast, where I make healthy living as fun as a party so you'll, you know, actually want to do it and then actually feel, look, and live your best. I'm your host, Talia Pollock. Now let's get this party started. My guest today is a master at helping people with their guts, but not in a digestion, heartburn, or bloating sense. Shannon Kaiser helps people follow their gut, their intuition, their inner guide, whatever woo-woo term you want to use. But woo-woo her work is not, because Shannon's incredible insight and life-changing lessons have personally done just that, changed my life. Shannon is a best-selling author, a six-time contributor to Chicken Soup for the Soul books. I'm still waiting for the veggie broth for the Soul book series. A rapid-fire writer for Mind Body Green and Huffington Post. Seriously, she bangs out more articles than Kim Kardashian does selfies. She's an international speaker, a teacher, and a life coach who has seriously helped me really be able to chill out while getting more of whatever I want in my life. We'll explain in this interview. So let's do just that. Shannon, thank you so much for coming on the show today. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you. Oh my gosh. You have legitimately been traveling around the world for how long now? Yeah, for almost five months. I'm doing like a six-month journey. Six months. It was originally six different countries, but as I'm in each country, it kind of expands. So (laughs) it's a lot of different countries, but it's turning into a book so everyone can read about it in a couple years. Oh my God, that's (laughs) going to be a great book. What's the vibe of the book? What's the theme? Play with the world. Oh, well, that sounds quite on brand for you. <laughs> it's the book. It's the book that needs to be coming out in the world. Yeah, you know, it's interesting because I decided that I left corporate. I mean, let's just back up a little bit. I was in corporate and I was several years ago in advertising and I kind of hit rock bottom. I was suffocating from depression and drug addiction and I was just in a dark place. And I felt so stuck and I would sit in my office and look outside and I would just dream of being out there and playing and traveling. And so I really kind of made it uh, my mission to find my happy. And and so I left corporate and I started to do that. And then a few years into my business, I realized that I left corporate so I could create a location independent business, but I wasn't doing that. I was working from my home office and I started to get stale and bored with life again. Although I was coaching and writing and doing what I loved, my environment wasn't inspiring me. Mm -hmm. So that's really kind of the background and what led me to go travel the world and run my life anywhere. That's so cool. Where are you right now? I'm actually in Seoul, South Korea. And just yesterday I was in Japan. And in two weeks I'm going to be in Thailand. It's just so exciting. Goodness. So much (laughs) good food. Well, at least in Thailand. The food is amazing here. Wow. That is so cool. So if you were, you're in Seoul, if you were going to go to a cool Seoul party and you were about to introduce yourself to the coolest person at the party, what would you say you do? How would you describe the work that you do in this world? Mm, That's a great question because I'm meeting a lot of people all around on my travels. And I usually start by saying I'm a writer, but uh, first and foremost, I'm an author. I'm I'm a writer. That's where my heart is. But I also help people 
really live their best life. And that turns into all the work that I do, whether it's through online courses, my coaching, one-on-one coaching, my group coaching, my public speaking events, my retreats, like everything I do is committed to helping people get unstuck so they can live a life they are in love with and fall in love with themselves as well. That's Right, but I gotta tell on. you at a party, I might not say that at a party, it's kind of a little different. I'd be like, Hey, let's drink. Yeah. <laughs> well, we could do that too. <laughs> yeah, totally. So, if I had to boil down exactly what you've helped me with into one category, I would say that you've helped me tremendously with trusting both trusting the process and trusting myself. You know, we work together for many months and a lot of different topics came up, but I feel like they all boil down to you reminding me to trust the process, which includes trusting myself. So can you explain why trusting ourselves and trusting the process is so important and why this is really the underlying theme of what I think is your entire philosophy? Yes, 100%. It all comes back to trust. And I realized First of all, in my own, I teach through like personal experience in my own stories and what I went through. So I know what it's like to feel stuck. And I was in, in corporate doing a job that I thought was great until it wasn't. And then I got depressed and the depression was a full result of me not trusting myself. When I went inward and I asked my depression, what does this depression have to show me? What can the lesson be here? My inner voice said, you're not trusting yourself. And that became like a pivotal moment for me. It said, you're not honoring your heart's call. You don't believe that the dreams that are in your heart are possible. And so I set out to create this whole life on on really believing in myself, believing in the work that I do, and that transforms into what I teach. So for for the listeners and for you and the coaching, and by the way, I love working with you. It's been amazing to see all the results. What's beautiful is, as you can probably say in Testament, that when we trust ourselves, it has to start with that, we start to see shifts in our life. We start to see miracles happen. And it doesn't always look like what we thought. And that's the beautiful part of trusting the process, because sometimes, most often, it turns out better than we ever thought possible when we let go of our view of how it's supposed to look. We let go of our plan and we tight release the grips a little bit. Then the universe can come in and, and deliver to us the essence of what we really want, whether it's success, health, happiness. It's trust. It all comes back to trust. Yes. Right. And you said that you know, you started this process by hearing your inner voice and how, you know, we've all heard about trusting our gut or our inner guide or our intuition, but like, seriously, how do we hear it? What does that sound like? How do we know that that's what we're hearing and and how do we hear it? Oh, such a great question. (laughs) And, you know, I, I realized as I was telling that story too, I was relatively new to listening to myself and my gut. I, I, it was a bathroom breakdown moment, actually, that moment that my voice came to me. I was crying. I was suffocating. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what am I doing in life? And then how I knew that it was the right voice to listen to and how I really share now in my books and stuff is it's a loving voice. It feels expansive and it feels very empowering versus the fear voice is usually constricting. It's heavy and it causes a lot of anxiety. And so a lot of the times we have these inner voices that say, and I just posted on my Instagram the other day, um, it's actually a quote from Elizabeth Gilbert. And it's like, if you have that crazy idea, go for it. 
with all of your heart, jump in because that idea came to you. It may sound crazy, but you have to trust yourself because it's part of your calling. It's part of your destiny. And I realized that we all have these inner voices, but we get scared to follow through on them. So that's different. That fear that comes up that says, oh my gosh, who am I to make a living doing what I love? Who am I? No one's going to want to read my writing. Like I thought all these thoughts when I first started, but I realized that that, that was a chatter that was kind of above kind of like on the surface level and how you know the difference is there's a pull from your heart so I still had that chatter but it was in my head and the key difference is dropping to your heart where there's a pull and this humongous kind of momentum saying it's almost like you have to do it because you feel it in your body Mm. is there a way a practical way that you would suggest to really access that voice, you know, cause you said you got it in the bathroom in that breakdown moment, but you know, what if yeah. we just want to hear more of it every day and, and filter out the fear voice? Yeah. Well, I think it always requires a moment of becoming self-aware and asking yourself, and you can do this anywhere. You can do it waiting in the doctor's office, waiting in line to get coffee at a stoplight, you know, meditating at home or just laying in bed. It doesn't matter where you are. It's just taking a moment and going inward and asking yourself, what message do you have for me? For example, if there's a situation that's bothering you, if there's a specific place you feel stuck, or maybe it's a self-sabotaging habit that's like totally taking you out of life, ask yourself what message you have for me. And then the first thing that comes to you when you really get clear and quiet is your inner guide. And even if we have a lot of fear that's channeled over it, the first thing, because you actually, the thing is our inner guide is always with us. It just needs to be accessed. And it's really waiting for permission to get access. And as soon as we allow ourselves to settle in and say, okay, hey, I'm going to become your friend. I'm going to start talking to you, inner guide, best self. I sometimes say future self because it is your future self who is trying to guide you forward into the best possible plan for you. And so when you really get honest, fear can't stand in the face of of love and truth. And so Mm -hmm. when you're trying to ask for a truth statement, fear won't come up. Now, the second voice you hear is usually a fear voice. For example, I was left corporate. I didn't know what I wanted to do. And my inner voice said, go travel the world. And I was like, what? What? But I did that. I went to Paris and I just for a trip. And when I went, I brought my computer and I started writing and I had no idea. I had never written a blog before, but something came alive in me. And I said, this is it. And I trusted that voice. But then as soon as the voice after said, you can't make a living. What are you doing? No one's going to read your stuff. That was fear. But the first voice, trust it. Just try it out. Everyone who's listening, just try it out. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's one of the hardest things for me because I feel like my fear voice is very loud and very bossy because I hear it all the time. And and it's very hard for me, even somebody who's been working on this stuff for years and years to know that that's fear. You know, that voice has come in so many times and told me to quit things or to stop doing things. And I guess the solution, what you're saying is that they feel different, that even though they they might sound the same with the same gusto, you know, one feels expansive, one makes you feel really light and calm and like, just, you know, that it's the right thing. And the other one's like, you're kind of clenching. 
And that's the key right there. It's the clenching versus the light expansiveness. And I think what was really great is even you just now talking about your experience of, I got to work, I got to quit. And Mm -hmm. there was an energy and an anger almost within that. And a lot of times our fear comes with this aggressive anger. And so if you hear an inner voice that feels frustrated on Mm -hmm. any level, that is never love. It's never the inner guy that's trying to tell you. Um, For example, a couple years ago when I wrote my book, Adventures for Your Soul, I moved to Hawaii and I Hmm. wanted to live there. Like my goal was to move there. And so I tested out my dream. And I thought it was great. I, you know, was going through the whole process of moving stuff over and my inner guide, there was a moment where that dream felt like it had been expired after living on an Island for so many months, I realized it was hard to run an online business and it just didn't turn out the way I thought my inner guide gently said this dream, you've experienced what you needed to experience. It's time to go back to the mainland. Whereas our fear voice would have said, you have to stay, you have to tough it out. You have to prove to everyone you can do this. And there was a very different level. And so that's how we can learn to disengage with fear and start trusting the voice that feels calm. That's so cool. I love that example of that because in my case, yeah, I would have heard so many different voices. I would have heard you, you told everyone you were moving here. You got to stay. Like, what are you going to quit? You know, this is your dream. Yeah. It kind of like a really intense basketball coach yelling at you versus like a (laughs) yoga instructor talking peacefully in your ear. (laughs) Totally. It's like a wise version of you. That's like trying to guide you. Interesting. So you would say to start doing that, you can just start tuning in with yourself to start listening and, and meditating. And I know you have a bunch of meditations that I'm sure people can find on your website. Yeah, definitely. And you know, I want to talk about meditation for a moment because yeah. meditation, sometimes people get all kind of clinchy with it. Like, oh, I don't meditate. I don't know how to do that. Um, to me, meditation is not about like oming out and zoning out on the world and and forgetting everything. To me, it's about being fully present. So I actually, when I write my books, I'm meditating. When I go for a really great workout, I'm meditating. And so start reframing meditation can help us access that truth voice as well. Because anytime you're in a state of pure bliss and doing what you love, whether it's running or writing or talking to a good friend, when you're in the moment, that true voice is present and fear can't, can't break through there. I love that. So you're saying meditation isn't just like sitting in a cross-like position with your fingers, oming. It could be just being present, doing anything you love that makes you feel truly at bliss with bliss. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. Totally. And I feel like that can help free us and and open up more opportunities for the divine guidance and our inner voice to really speak up. You're right. I've had so many breakthroughs when I was running. Just ideas that just flew into me that now are like, have changed my life. Yes. Beautiful. Right. And in the shower. So maybe I consider the shower very blissful. (laughs) Me too. I I get book ideas in the shower too. (laughs) I know. We all need like, I wish I could have like a pad in there, like a waterproof pad. I always come up with so many ideas. Such a good idea. Shark tank idea. (laughs) Yeah. Right. So another thing that you've taught me that I will never ever forget and I want everybody listening to also never ever forget is that rejection is protection and this was huge for me and I remember we were talking and you just kind of said it and I mean it was related to what we were talking about but I just heard it and then we got off the phone or whatever and I have I mean a few days later I had pitched myself to do a course for Mind Body Green and I thought this would be 
my next greatest thing. And they had told me, yeah, we love the idea. And we were going through the motions. We've talked about an outline and all this stuff. And then I was at dinner one night and I got an email basically saying, it's a no-go. And all of a sudden, your little voice saying rejection is protection immediately popped into my mind. I didn't let that email ruin my dinner. I just said out loud to my boyfriend, this is happening for a reason. I'm being protected. There's something better out there. And literally the next day is when I got booked for the Dr. Oz show. I love it. Unreal. Yes. So, oh my God, tell us about rejection is protection. (laughs) This is, this is one of my favorite, favorite concepts in the whole world. And it can save us years and decades of heart heartbreak because a lot of times we get so attached on the outcome and we have these visions of our life that we want to be fulfilled. But what's happening is what we really want is the essence. And so I work with people, of course, to get to the essence of what it is you want. So in our humanness, in our mind, we thought you thought mind, body, green was going to be the end all be all. That was going to be the big fish. But sometimes we can't even dream big enough to know what the universe is working on behind the scenes. Dr. Oz, so much bigger national level, right? So you didn't know. But imagine, I think that's a great story because what happens is we had been working together for a little while. And so at that point, we could have fallen into fear. And that fear would have blocked the Dr. Oz from coming. But because you just were balanced and said, you know what, I'm being protected for a reason. Literally, less than 24 hours later, you got the right opportunity for you at the the right time. This is something that we can all try. And what it really means is that you have an unshakable belief that everything is working out in your favor at the right time in the highest good for all involved. And this is something that I live my life with. And I really had to learn it because the first few years of my business, I didn't know. Of course, I was attached to the numbers. I was attached to everything. Uh But a great example is when I pitch my books, like, so my last book, we pitched to um, like over 20 different publishers, my dream publisher, you know, and, and I didn't, when they said no, I wasn't phased at all. And I just said, you know what, I want to work with the right people who see this vision. And I ended up matching with Random House Penguin and their self-help division, which is even bigger than what I thought, because now they want to make a mantra card deck. They want to make courses. They want to do a TV show at some point, wow. like all these amazing things, because it, I just had to be patient. And so a big piece of rejection is protection is like letting go of the timing and the actual vision and just getting in line with the feeling. And so I just kept holding the vision of, of what it would be like, not like the actual publisher, like the feeling of what the book would feel like. Right. Not the book, like in my hands, but the feeling of having the publisher believe in the work so much that they go to bat for me. And that they, you know, want to have it extend out into lots of different forms as well. Wow. So wait, let's, let's talk about that for one more second. So, you know, there's, we all, we all know about like vision boards and, and even if no one's made a vision board, you know, I've, I really haven't done that, but I've definitely, you know, I've definitely desired to go back on the Dr. Oz show and I will visualize, I'll close my eyes and I'll see myself with him. I'll see myself you know, walking on the stage, getting my makeup done, getting the phone call, the whole thing. Is that, would you say too specific of a vision? Because you're saying don't visualize holding the feeling of the, like holding the physical book, the feeling of being published. Am I doing it wrong? Like, is that too specific of an outcome that I'm trying to create? 
No, not at all. You're, you, there's no wrong at all ever. So what you're talking about is slightly a little different. Um, what I would say is visualization is a huge part. And so I did, I very much visualized myself with the publisher and the book advance that I wanted. And I pictured the book as well too. So what you're doing as far as picturing yourself walking on stage, having that callback and I think that is exactly a step that everyone can take. Vision boards, um, put mocking up, you know, little picture of you on the on the website or the TV show. This is all part of it. But what if there's something even better, but bigger, better? What if he calls you and he's like, "I want you to be a monthly guest"? Or what if there's even you, you see what I'm saying? So it's about really visualizing. And what? So there's three steps. We'll talk talk through them. Of course, you have to get very clear and set your intention. My intention is to get on the Dr. Oz show again. Second step is to visualize, feel it, breathe it, picture it. And it does not matter where you are right now. The fact is you have been on the Dr. Oz show. That's amazing. But even if you hadn't, you can manifest it so quick if you do these steps. And then the third step is to completely take human action. So whether you pitch them again, whether you um, start working on, you have your podcast, this beautiful content. Do you see what I'm saying? So just sitting there and visualize without human action is going to really not get you anywhere. So those are the three powerful steps. I think that's the thing that people (laughs) always forget. I think, I mean, I think when people think of a vision board, I mean, they think of just magazine cutouts that they post on their wall and then it's all supposed to just come to them just magically. I think the human action is missing usually from people. (laughs) Yeah. And I got to tell you, I have this little thing I do and we talked about this as well is do, if you have a really big goal, then do three things every day towards that goal and don't make it like a, a thing of, I have to hit this goal. But again, like we talked about doing it with love, because when you really take action with love, you're expanding every goal that you want within that will come true faster. But then the fifth, okay. So I said the three steps. (laughs) There's actually some bonus ones. There's the third (laughs) one, or I'm sorry, the fourth one, which is essential, which is to let go completely let go of when, how, and the outcome. So you (laughs) hand it over to the universe and say, thank you for making this wish come true. And you still do action, but you're not attached to, for example, if you have a goal of it getting on the Dr. Oz show by October 31st or, you know, January 1st or whatever, and it doesn't happen instead of totally falling victim to the situation, you can still be in the energy of, okay, it's going to happen. That's not delusional. (laughs) Not at all. Because it will happen. Just that's how you got the Dr. Oz show the very next day, right? Mm. Well, I hadn't, I hadn't asked for, I hadn't thought about it. It wasn't even on my radar, honestly. I hadn't been yeah. sitting around like visualizing it for months or thinking about it. it. I don't know. I guess that's the hard thing. And we, and I can relate to this concept as well, which is, you know, for years I've visualized a, a certain amount of followers on all my platforms and they, they just won't hit that number just won't come. And I have started to feel totally delusional to just keep wishing for the same number. And, you know, one thing that you taught me, though, was to just be grateful for every person that is following me now. So everyone listening, I am genuinely very grateful for you. Um, But I'm curious what you think of that when you're just wishing for something and, and holding space for it and wanting it so bad, but it's just... It's not happening. At what point mm. do we, at what point is, are we like supposed to realize maybe this isn't the right thing for us or like, how do we let go? What do we do? 
Well, I think what's interesting about what you're sharing, this is so common for all of us. Um, this one specifically, though, is I would ask you why, what do the numbers represent? Right. And I'm going to ask you right oh. now. We're do mini coaching. I'm going to be doing a, a hypothetical. <laughs> um, like, <laughs> they represent me reaching more people, helping a lot more people, and also having more opportunity come. You know, with more followers, you can just more doors open and you're seen as more of a person, as more of an expert in this day and age. And, and just reaching more people with my recipes and content and uh, plant partiness. Totally. And the reason I ask that is because anyone listening can see themselves in you and whether it's more people or reaching that goal weight on the scale or whatever it is. Mm. Because the reason I asked is what we want to do is get very clear with the goal that we're working on that hasn't happened yet. There's two levels to this. Um, number one, you want to ask yourself, what does that represent to me? Why is it so important? And what you just said, is you said, reaching more people, if you have more people, you're able to reach the masses and you get more opportunities. And I would suggest that sometimes we have illusions literally that are delusional. And so thinking that you don't have more opportunities because you don't have more followers is an illusion that's blocking you. You, there are people who get six figure book advances who have less than 3000 followers total. Mm. It doesn't matter. And so what happens is this is again, a lack of trust in ourselves. And so anytime this happens, yeah. we're focusing so much. <laughs> we just want to turn it back inward and say, I believe in myself. I trust myself. And I'm a huge fan of mantras, by the way, and affirmations. They save my life. Well, you do have a and whole so, book on them. <laughs> yes. Right. Find your happy daily mantra. So the mantra I would use in this situation is everything happens at the right time and the right place. I am right where I need to be to get to where I want to go. Oof. And this has saved me hundreds of times because I believe, believe it or not, I was obsessed with the numbers for the first couple of years of my business as well. And then as soon as I recognized what was happening, I realized that also the second part is everything that happens at every stage of our life is always for the highest good of you. So that meant I still had lessons to learn. I was not ready to hold a container for a hundred thousand plus people on my following or a million people. I was not ready to be a best-selling author because with that, we have to grow into who we really want to become. And so we focus on the outside. The real work comes on in the inside. And once you do the inside work, it becomes natural. It just flows. So you're doing it. It's and, working. Well, let me ask you this. Can you, like, is this a, always kind of situation like is rejection always protection and are we always is everything always happening for our highest good because I'm wondering if our energy or our intentions are kind of like a loophole to this you know like if we're putting out really really needy energy when we pitch something or when we you know, find message a guy on, you know, Tinder or whatever it is. Could that icky energy be the reason we're not getting something? Is that sort of yeah, different than us being protected? Like now we're kind of screwing ourselves over with this needy energy. Well, I think what's really amazing about your question is it does work on double levels. So when I say rejection is protection, this is a universal pr principle that also means that you're being protected because that needy energy would attract needy energy and you wouldn't get the outcome that you're really looking for. So there's, it doesn't necessarily matter if you're being protected for something unforeseen on their end 
or if the universe is blocking it because you're not in the state to actually receive what it is you really want, all you have to know is that it isn't happening. And if it's not happening, you ask yourself, what can I do to, like I always say, when you clean your thoughts, you kind of clean up your life. And so ask yourself if something you've been thinking is preventing you from getting what you want. Because if you're saying, I really want to be on the Dr. Us show, but you're thinking, oh, who am I? They don't, I don't have enough followers. They're never going to look at me again. Like whatever we say. Yeah. You know? or, I really want to date that Tinder guy. He's so amazing. <laughs> but oh my God, he like won't even wink back or whatever you do on Tinder. I've never been on Tinder. <laughs> do they wink? <laughs> no, I don't think they do. <laughs> but, but you get what I mean, right? Even wink back. So I think what's really, what's really amazing about this principle is to not it comes back to self-compassion. So don't beat yourself up and say, oh my God, I shot myself in the foot. I suck. I'm old. Yeah. Because then you just keep in the cycle. So just say, you know what, universe, thanks for protecting me this time. I'm going to get to work on really becoming self-aware and raising my my standards for me. Man, there is so many layers to this. <laughs> yeah. Oof. But it all, all of it together really creates this process forward. There's a lot of layers we're going over for sure. So if someone is listening and they are feeling, because what I'm feeling right now is a mix of excitement, like, hell yeah, the world is my oyster, but also like nervousness, like who, like got to make sure I do this all the right way. So if someone's feeling that way, or even I'm feeling that way, what advice do you have for people who are just so ready to get unstuck in their lives, but don't know the first step to take in all of everything we're talking about today? So good. I would say the number one thing to do is to just access and align yourself with joy. So there's a lot of steps we're sharing and all of these steps, obviously there's no wrong. You could walk away from here and that was just like, be like, that was silly. Or you could be like, I'm going (laughs) to apply every single one of these to my life and know that you're going to get exactly what you need for this stage in your life. Like we're, we're sharing these, these pieces of nuggets and stuff and they've worked obviously for you and me. But I think the key is The reason they work and when they work for us is because we are in joy. Do you know what I mean? Enjoy meaning like we're, we, we follow the things that bring us happiness. So the reason I started this podcast is, I mean, I, one day, so I was featured on a podcast and I listened to it and I was like, wow, I loved recording that. Like that was so fun. I wish I could do more of it. Then I went for a run. Another thing that brings me joy on that run. I just got hit with this overwhelming feeling. It was like, what? I came home and I was like, I'm starting a podcast. And there was no one that could talk me out of it where some of my other ideas, my boyfriend's very easy, easily able to talk me out of them. Like I get some crazy (laughs) ideas, but this was non-negotiable. This was happening and I didn't care. I mean, I pushed back my video schedule. I've, I mean, everything. So is that what you mean? Like I followed my joy by being on the first podcast, by running, and then just all these things that I did that light me up just led to this idea that I'm very excited about? 100%. You nailed it. That was a great example. And I call it nourishing the nudge. So you have these nudges. You're like, oh, sure, I'll be on a podcast. Not thinking that this is going to be this amazing end all be all, but it led. Each step opened you up and you were very much in the position of saying, I am in joy. So you went for a run, again, the meditation. And so it's follow your joy route. So whatever feels the most joyful for you, you honor that and you consistently align yourself with the joyful path. Joy, joy, joy. And and that's really the, the key that underlines everything here. That makes it sound so fun. <laughs> it is fun. It's like, all about play what? and joy. You're just and saying do fun, fun things and your life will be right. more fun. <laughs> like, wow. It will be more fulfilling and you will trust yourself because it comes back to trust. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> trust 
joy, releasing, detaching, and rejection is protection. That is the name of the game. (laughs) <laughs> that's the name of it, right? Oh we just have unlocked the key golden tickets to life. <laughs> wow. Guys, all this will be in the show notes. So you, you can remind yourself of all these principles. Um, Shannon, I want to ask you before you go back to doing whatever you do in soul, can you give <laughs> us a, like a one or two sentence summary for each of your books? Absolutely. Yeah. So my very first book, Find Your Happy, An Inspirational Guide to Loving Life to the Fullest, is an excellent book for people who are in transition and looking to get unstuck. I wrote it after I left corporate and started to really align with the principles to help me become an independent boss and work my business from anywhere in the world. And so they're they're very grounding principles in there. My like this, next like book, this convo. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, a lot of this information is in there. And so it's really a it's a guide. It's an inspirational guide that you can, you know, open up and do the exercises. Mm-hmm. And then I created Find Your Happy Daily Mantras, which is a beautiful book of 365 days of inspiration. You can read it one little meditation a day, short and sweet, fun tip that will help you align with your truth. Or you can open it to any page and get like this amazing mantra. And that's being turned into a card deck. I'm so excited to announce. Very cool. So then you could just pick a card, any card, and have your destiny just written on it. (laughs) Match your destiny for the day. And then Adventures for Your Soul is the book that came out last year. And that is How to Transform Habits. So here's the thing. We have fear-based habits and self-sabotaging things we do that block us. If you are ready to truly get unstuck, that book takes you through the top 21 ways we are blocked and how to transform them. And the book that comes out next year in August is called The Self-Love Experiment, 15 Principles to Accept Yourself or How One Woman Fell in Love with Herself and Life. It's like eat, pray, love, but not really. (laughs) Totally. Well, that's the one I'm working on now, so that'll be out next year. So very exciting. Yeah. Oh, my God. You bang out so many books. I love writing. I had another book idea today. Like I can't stop writing. This is my life. I love it. I love sharing the wisdom through the pages. In the intro to this, which you'll hear when you listen to the final recording, um, I say you bang out more pieces of writing than Kim Kardashian <laughs> does selfies. <laughs> That's amazing. I love that. Can I quote you on that? I need to put sure. that somewhere. That's so put funny. it on your book. I don't know. I, it's the truth, right though. You and Mind Body Green, it's out of control. You have to scroll through like tons and tons of pages to even go through all your articles for them. And you have a course for them. Girl, yeah, I it. like to. Yeah, I like to write. I just don't know what to do with this inspiration that comes to me, so I just write. That's <laughs> just cool. put out the content. That's awesome. Yeah. So, do fun. you have a favorite book outside of your own? Um, you know that's a great question. I uh, outside of my own. Pretty <laughs> <laughs> just read your I, own all um, day. Like. It's interesting because when I'm in the writing mode, I don't read other books because I don't want to, I go through phases. And since I've been in writing mode for about a year, I haven't really taken in a lot of new content. But as far as authors go, I love Elizabeth Gilbert as an author because she has a very vulnerable, self-reflective kind of, this is it, I'm going to put it all out there approach. And um, I feel like my writing, I'm very much influenced in the sense because I am a travel writer as well. Mm -hmm. And I have this um, life experience that I share versus me talking at you or talking down to you or giving you this is what you have to do. I simply share through stories. And that works for some people. Some people don't like that. But that's really what I resonate with myself. So that's how I What's a good starter Elizabeth Gilbert book? I think Eat, Pray, Love is a good one. 
Or yeah. if you're in a position where you really want to read about your own creative habits, you could read Big Magic. That's a good one as well. Yeah, that's re- more recent, right? A year yeah. Ago, year. Yeah. Okay. Now I'm wondering, in what country have you enjoyed your favorite plant party meal since you've been traveling? Mm, this is good. Well, <laughs> I have to share. <laughs> I was in Budapest last last month and living in Budapest. And so believe it or not, there's some, uh, oh, actually, it's a tie. I was in Berlin the month before. So <laughs> Budapest, I actually, my friend that I hung out with a lot was vegan. So we just like kind of like shared vegan experiences. And that was fun. But Berlin, I have to say, we'll take the cake because it's oh. a bigger city. And all over, you can find these great kale salad smoothies wraps really? in heaven there. Oh, my wow. God. I felt so healthy. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have one favorite healthy dish since you've been traveling? Oh, you know, that's such a great question because um, every country is so different. And you um, haven't hit Thailand yet, which, I mean, I just love Thai food. Yeah. So. I can't wait for Thailand. I love Korean food. Um, but you mm. get to a point. Bean like bean I'm at a point. Yeah, right? It's <laughs> everywhere. Where it's kind of like, okay, you just need like something that isn't rice, but I'm, mm. I'm still enjoying it because I've just been traveling for like six months almost, you know, but rice. not complaining. It's amazing and it's fun. That's awesome. And when you're home, do you have a favorite plant and a favorite way to prepare and eat it? I love kale and I make kale chips a lot, oh, actually. Cool. It's one of my favorite. I actually put Cajun pepper in different Cajun sauces. And so I just pop the kale chips into the oven and that's my favorite go-to snack. And wow. I'm also a big smoothie girl. Mm. When I'm at home, I make smoothies for breakfast. I'll do yeah. like coconut milk and avocado or banana. And kale. Yep. You got to put <laughs> it in there. Got it. Always. Yeah. Why not? When a doubt, add the kale. <laughs> Yeah. Well, thank you so, so much for coming on the show. If people want to get more of your amazingness, where can they go to get in touch and read all your books and do everything? Yes. Thank you. It's been amazing being here. You can go to my website, playwiththeworld.com, or you can go on my Facebook fan page. Um, I'm always posting inspirational content there, which is Shannon Kaiser writes W-R-I-T-E-S, my author page. Awesome. Oh, great. This was so impactful. I mean, I felt like I learned so much again and I'm just, I'm just excited to just do more things that make me feel joyful and just continue trying very hard unless this is wrong. You can tell me real quick, but to detach from the outcomes, I feel like that's an actual thing that I need to try to do and that everyone does. Cause I think we just try to white knuckle everything. And as you told me, the hustle has to come from love. Yes, the hustle has to come from love. And instead of trying, just be like, just turn your energy to focus on believing in yourself. Because when you believe in yourself, and you believe in your dreams, the trying is removed by love. And that's where the hustle comes from with love. Full freaking circle. <laughs> yeah, we just full circled we it. We did it. High five from Seoul <laughs> to Brooklyn. <laughs> Amazing. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. It's been such a pleasure. I'm so excited to connect with you. Thanks. Have a great day. You too. Thanks. 
Thanks for listening to the Party in My Plants podcast. While this was hardly a show about feeding ourselves healthy food, I hope you understand that feeding our minds healthy thoughts is equally, if not even more, important. And it's definitely even more challenging than tossing a salad or blending bananas. If you take anything away from this episode, I hope it's the whole rejection equals protection thing. Pin that to your fridge, write it on your nightstand, tattoo it to your palm, but try to go through life with an unshakable belief that everything is working out in your favor at the right time and at the highest good for all involved. It's hard as heck, but worth it as, hey, I don't know. For a really thorough recap of everything in this episode, plus so much more that makes healthy living and positive thinking way easier, go to partyinmyplants.com slash 19.